Okay, we are learning Daf Nun Dalad. We're starting from the two dots where it says Umazev Ashlishiv Ashiv Isoiser. It says we learned in the Mishnah that after the Nazar becomes Tame, Tame Mace, in contact with the corpse. So the halacha is that he has to um, go through an entire tahara process with the Karbanos, Azah as well, sprinkle himself the third and the seventh day. He's losing his days. He has to sound his start his count again. And the question that we're going to focus on is what is the Mishnah Mashma in terms of when he could start counting again? The Lashon and the Mishnah is Mashma that he starts, um, he starts counting again once he becomes Tar. So the Gemara tries to figure out exactly what point the Mishnah implies he's able to start again. The Lashon and the Mishnah is that he doesn't start the count until he becomes Tar. What point in the Tahara process is Tahar? Is it Bashvi Ikai? Is it on the seventh day of his, of his week of Tahara? In other words, so on the seventh day, let's remember what happens. He has still the sprinkling of the paraduma happens. He goes to the mikvah. He shaves his head on the seventh day. And he waits for the sun to go down. Umani, Rabbi Lazar, he, in which case we would be going like Rabbi Lazar. He holds that even though it's still the seventh day, and even though he's not fully pure, he's still at full yom, and even though he certainly hasn't brought his carbonos on the eighth day, he is still able to resume his count and and uh, and, 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 and count that, that day, that day seven as day one for his tahara process. So the mission would be mashma that we're going like Rabbi Lezer. Maybe the pshat is we're talking about on the eighth day. My achiyitar. What does it mean? He becomes tar achiyav karbanos until he actually brings his karbanos. Umani. Therefore, who is the tan of the mishnah rabbanani? It is going like the rabbanan. The rabbanan hold that you're not able to restart the count until day eight when the karbanos are brought. So what the gemara is throwing us back. This is actually a throwback to something that we learned a long time ago in the mesachta. That there's a question about when the nazar tameh can renew his count. According to Rabbi Lezer, it's on day seven. Um, after he's gone through his actions of Tahara. So he's got his head shaving and the, and the Tahara that he's done by, by going to the mikvah. So even though it's still day seven, he's waiting for it to, to close out. But he's still able to renew his count on day seven. According to the Rabbanon, he's not able to renew his count until it is already day eight. So the question is, which opinion are we following? So the Lashon of the mission was Ad Shiyitar until he purifies himself. And that's exactly what the Gemara is not sure about. What does that Lashon imply? Is Tahara implying that it's day seven, he's done his actions of Tahara and he's renewing his count or going to Grab Or is Ad Shiyitar when he's completely Tahar and we're talking about on day eight? So the Gemara says, Tashma, let's try to figure out the answer. Mithani Sefer, the language of the Mishnah by the Sefa. The Sefa is talking about the things that uh, the Nazir does not uh, have to shave his head. Even though there is Tumma that he might encounter, it does not uh, require him to go through the whole old Tahara process. So it says over there, Masra Umona Miyad, he immediately can start his count afterwards. So uh, he's still going through a Tahara process. There are term, we're going to look at that mission coming up, but the idea is that even though there is Tuma and he goes through Tahara process of a week, but he doesn't forfeit his days and everything and he can start immediately. So if he's there, it says in the Lashon, he can start immediately. That must mean on the seventh day, immediately. So clearly, when the, it's a contrast to our Mishnah where the language is until he becomes pure. In other words, in the next Mishnah is saying that you're able to restart the count, you're able to renew immediately. Our Mishnah is saying you're able to renew only once you become pure. So obviously the next Mishnah when it's saying immediately means immediately on the seventh day. So what does our Mishnah mean only once he is pure? It must be until the eighth day when he brings his Karbanos and Mani Rabbanan. It must be following the Rabbanan's opinion. They hold that the Nazirs of Tahar, the new count, does not take effect until the eighth day of purification. So we very clearly are able to, to, to show it in between from the contrast of the Mishnahs, the two Mishnahs which are um, which are here in 
happen back to back. One is the, the types of tumas that the Nazar is mikalech and has to go through the process. Other are types of tumas which he encounters. He does not have to be mikalech, he just has to be pure. So in the Mishnah, when, the next Mishnah, when it says he's pure, it says he immediately renews his count. Immediately must mean on day seven. As soon as he's got uh, the Tahara process, he's able to renew. Our mission, which is saying until it becomes pure, must be a later point. It must be day eight after the Karbanos are already brought. So we have conclusive evidence. Our mission is following the opinion of the Rabbanon that Nazar Tami cannot renew his count until day eight after he has brought his Karbanos. Okay, now we've quoted this mission so much. Finally, now we're going to learn it about the contrast. Certain types of Tumas that the Nazar will in fact encounter, but they do not require him to start over his whole, uh, to shave his head and start over. He just has to wait for the Tumma to pass and continue. Says the Mishnah, Avil, in contrast, if you have a, a scenario where there are certain uh, canopies of tuma or things sticking out, protruding where there's tuma, we're going to learn about these details in the in the Gemara. But just to foreshadow a little bit, basically, there there are branches of a tree or rocks sticking out into the street, and under one of these rocks or one of these branches is an um, is a de- corpse. And it's forming this top part, this branch or the rock is forming a sort of OL. Yeah, as long as it's in, you know, a tefach big, then it can form an OL. And this Nazar is walking and he walks through one of these branches, one of these rocks. And we don't know. There's some element of doubt here whether or not it was the one that had the Tumah under it. So it sounds like Mitra we're going to decree him as Tameh. But it's very much, an un, it's only a doubtful Tumah. And it's not certain at all the circumstances. And therefore, it doesn't require him to go through the entire process of uh, shaving and renewing his count. So that those scenarios of Tumah Beza Pras, Beza Pras is a field where a grave was once there, but has been plowed. The field has subsequently been plowed. And the question is whether or not we're concerned the bones may have been dragged out and been put somewhere else in the field. So if it was buried deep, uh, then we wouldn't have to be concerned that a person made contact with any bones. But the question is, once there was a lot of plowing that took place in the field, so maybe the plowing has dug up some of the bones and it has put, put scattered some of the bones, uh, bone fragments in the field. And when a person walks through, he might be uh, making contact. Remember, contact with bone fragments, even any size, like a, even small enough like a barley, can make you tummy. So if I have a base of process that was once a grave in the field and then and then it was uh, plowed over, so then maybe the person is making contact with Tumah. So that's a Durabonon. Durabonon goes over the whole area, like 100 Amas around where the grave was, could theoretically be Tumah. So that's a Din Midurabonon. That's not a Din Midurai. So that's a Durabonon, Digahalacha, that we have to be concerned uh, for Tumah that a person might come in contact with. The Eretz Amim, or the land of the nation. So Eretz Amim is again a Durabonon, that all the lands outside of Eretz Israel are considered to be Tumah. We'll learn exactly the circumstances for that and why the Rabbanon goes there. But again, that's not a Daraisa. So if a Nazar was in outside of Israel, Hagol of Adovik, or if he encounters the, we're talking about certain tumas that come off the coffin, the cover of the coffin, or the walls of the coffin where, where a corpse is buried, so he's not making contact with the corpse itself, but we're talking about the surrounding area, so again here, even though there is tumma, it does not, since it's not the corpse itself, it does not require uh, the Nazir to renew. If it's only a quarter lug of blood or or something with an OL but only a quarter cup of bone. So this is what we referenced in the previous uh, daf where if it's a half a cup of bones or half a, a lug of, of blood that it, then those are in an OL then when the Nazar comes in, it, it does mess him up, completely has to go through the whole process, but it is only a quarter, even though there is Tuma, but he does not have to renew his count. He doesn't have to start again. Or if a Kalim or if there are Kalim that touch a corpse. So here you're not coming in contact with the corpse itself. You have Kalim, you have Kalim that um, came in contact with the corpse that became Tame, and now the Nazir is coming in contact with those Kalim. 
So it's not direct from the court. So therefore, the special ablachos of the Nazar Tami do not apply. Now, we learned yesterday, which means that it doesn't go down a degree of Tumah. If a Kli touches a dead body, it does not go down a degree. So it's very interesting over here. What happens when these Kalim touch the Nazar? So if, if they're really still on the level of Aviyah Vosatumah, they're, they're exactly like the the halo. The so one would expect that perhaps the Nazir would still be tummy for a week, even though, again, we're saying he doesn't have to go through the whole Tahara process because he didn't come in contact with the corpse itself. But if those Kalim, in fact, do have the same level of Tuma, the Nazir would be tummy for a week. If we're talking about this Machlokas Rishonim, just to clarify, like certain Rishonim hold only metal type of Kalim have that Dinchari Kahal, all the Rishonim hold um, that, that all Kalim have it. So it could be scenarios if you hold that it's only on metal that maybe. In a scenario where, let's say, it's a wood clear or something like that, and then it came in contact with uh, the Nazir, then he would not necessarily become tummy for a week. But either way, since it's not tummy contact with the corpse itself, so then we're not, he doesn't require the whole to renew his count. He just has to wait for the tumah to pass. We're talking about or the days when the, he's a Mitsura or when he's a um, Either when he's counting or when he's confirmed to have saras. Those are different types of, 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 of the status of Mitzorah when he's confirmed or not. But either way, there's a Tumah there. So we're saying basically that he does not require, the, if a Nazar would be a Mitzorah, does not require him to renew his count and start all over again. Elu says the Mishnah, all these things, does not have to go through the Hara process of shaving his head. However, he does require to go sprinkling on the third and the seventh day, meaning we shouldn't misunderstand the Mishnah. There is Tumah. There is tumah in these cases. So let's say you have some of the some of this tumah, like you know, a quarter quarter look, a quarter of a look of blood, or a quarter of the kavat some of the, one of those things. So there is tumah, which is a special halacha that he doesn't require the shaving process and to renew the count. That unique thing about another tumah, those chumras are only present when you're dealing with a um, the contact with the corpse itself. But if it's not contact with the corpse itself, then you don't have to go through those points. Top of the Ahmed base, Venus, Osiris, Akodman. He doesn't forfeit the days that he did. He could count his term immediately. Again, this is what we're referencing on the, on the Ahmed Aleph. Immediately means immediately that becomes Tar on day seven. If it's a, a Nazar Tameh, that's what we learned on the Ahmed Aleph, then it's not enough to immediately re, restart on day seven. On day eight, rather, after the Kabbalahs are brought, then he would only be able to restart. But we're saying that on here he has to start again on. Um, he would, here he would be able to start to, to, to pick up immediately on day seven. Carbon Ainlo, he has no chiv to bring the special kabbanos. Nazar Tami brings a chatas ola asham. These people in our Mishnah, even though there is Tama, they don't have to bring the special carbon. The Amis Amru, in the truth they said, whenever it says in the Mishnah of Amis Amru, the days of Azava and Azava. In other words, if a Nazir or an Azira becomes a Zava or a Zava from irregular admissions, or the day that he is confined to be a Mitzvah, they can even count. So now the Mishnah seems to be saying a more extreme point, that the entire period of the Tumah for the Zava, the Zava, or Mitzvah, can actually be credited towards the term that the Nazir has to do. Uh, so before in the Mishnah, we were discussing the times of Tumah, whether or not it, it makes it forfeit his count, whether or not it has to go through the process. And we were saying, even though there's Tumah and it's not counting for his term, but it doesn't you know, require him to start again. This last line in the Mishnah is talking about the Zav and the Zava and Mitzorah, and we're saying even more that it can actually be totally part of the count. We'll clarify these details in the Gemara. When is it specifically that a Nazir who's also Mitzorah, the days of Mitzorah, can count towards credit towards his term, and when is it just interrupted and it doesn't forfeit what he has done? 
Okay. So the first things that are mission, we're talking about the schachos and the pros, the protrusions and the canopies. What exactly are the circumstances? What is the case? Why is there a possible tumma? And if there is tumma, then why is the Nazar not forfeiting his count? So the Gemara clarifies, this is from the Mishnah in Oelos. Elohim Eschachos, these are the canopies. Elohim Amesach Larsi, we have a tree that is an overhang over the ground. So basically, the trees in the Rishra Sarabim, the branches are apart from one another. There is a... Um, we know that there's a kezayis from an amaze under one of the branches, the branches at least a tefak wide. We don't know which branch it is. So when the Nazir is walking under a branch, it's possible that there's dhamma, it's possible that there's not. And with our eyes, we have to remember, since it's in a street, the halacha always is that safek tumma versus arabim safek tar. When you have a, a doubtful tumma, it's in the street, we always rule that it is tar. So technically, we should be leaning, we should say safek tumma versus arabim safek tar. Even though with the we are goza that there is tumma here, but and most that is a Durabanan, Midorai, so we should be Mekel. So since it's only a Durabanan, we're not going to require him to go through the shaving of the head and requiring and, and the Carbonos and to forfeit his count. Rather, we're going to say there's a Tumma, but as soon as the Tumma passes, then he's able to continue his count. The other one who pros, the protrusions, Ayyotzim and Agedra, those are things that are sticking out of the wall. So imagine, you know, you have some sort of uh, sticking song sticking out of the wall. Again, uh, different protrusions, and there are Tefach thick, and there are corpses. So, uh, we know that there's one corpse under... Under, under one of them and he walks under and we don't know which one exactly it is so it's exactly the same scenario it's a doubtful Tumah by a Torah law we could assume and be lenient that it wasn't the one but with Rabbanon there is a Tumah but we're saying that the Rabbanon does not require him to uh, renew his count Okay, now we go through the other Tumah that our Mishnah mentioned, Eretz Amin. If he would, the Nazir was outside of Eretz Yisrael. So there is this Tumah that the Rabbanim goes on Eretz Amin. And the question is that even though there is Tumah, but it does not require, the, the, the Mishnah was saying it does not require the Nazir to start his count anew because it's only the Rabbanim. So the Gemara wants to understand what about Eretz Amin, what, what about it is Tameh? How did the Rabbanim make this Yibailu. We have an inquiry. Eretz Amin goes well. One idea is that the airspace, meaning... The general idea, we don't want people to be outside of Eretz Yisrael. So they said, being outside of Eretz Yisrael is metame. It's not the soil versus the airspace, meaning the airspace already is metame. The point of the airspace is to create a certain idea of Chumrah to a certain degree that it's the being outside of Eretz Yisrael that's metame. Maybe it's not the being outside of Eretz Yisrael, but it's the soil. You're showing them explain that there are these graves where the Goyim just bury all, the, all over the place. So, so any grave, any place you are might theoretically be a grave site. So again, that's a drabanon, but that, that, and again, it's hard to say specifically that it's, you know, non-Jewish bodies, that we shown him say Jewish bodies, but the point is there's a lot of, there's so many massacres and so many crusades and so many different things that have happened in over Jewish history. So any place where you might be outside Eretz Yisrael, the Rabbanon would simply go there that you might be on a grave site. Now, the big difference is in, in between these approaches is that if it's a grave site, then it's pretty it's a pretty defined issue. It's defined that you might be over a gravesite, and therefore, if you have a way of insulating yourself, making a barrier between you and the soil, then you wouldn't necessarily contract the tumma. Whereas if it's the avir, if it's the airspace, then the tumma is simply being outside of Israel. There's no way to really protect yourself in a barrier and say, oh, I'm not outside of Israel just because I'm insulated from the, from the ground. So that's the big nafkamina here that we want to see. So if it's Mishra avir, so there's no way to protect. So just being outside of Israel is going to be you. If it's because of the soil, then it's a very specific concern that there's some sort of grave 
um, that's buried under the ground and that you might be um, relating to the Tumah by being there. So the, the, we try to bring a proof, Tashima. But what did the Mishnah say? When the Mishnah was talking about these Tumahs and the, the Nazar doesn't have to renew its count, it listed a bunch of things in the Mishnah. At the end, it said, he has to go through the Tahar process in the third and seventh day. So it sounds like we're being concerned that he is Tame Mace. Only a Tame Mace, someone who can contact, in contact with a corpse, needs a week long of Tumah. So even though he doesn't restart his count anew and everything, doesn't forfeit his days, but it's Mashman the Mishnah. He is tummy for the week. So yeah, Rabbi Shemavira, if it's just a new Durabanan for that, you're tummy outside of being, you're tummy for being outside of Israel. Why do you need the sprinkling? Sprinkling is done specifically, uniquely, to the Tumah that comes through dead bodies. If the Mishnah is Mashman, then in all the Tumahs that were in the Mishnah, you need the sprinkling on the certain third and seventh day, then it would sound like we're nervous that the person is Tommy Mace. Allah Mishim Gusha shows that the decree is because of the soil. And that's the idea that the Rabbanim where it goes there, that there's concern for an unmarked grave and it's a corpse related to And that's why we're saying, even though it's only with Rabbanim, so he doesn't renew his count, but he does need Hazah on the third and seventh day. So the point that the Gemara is making is if the Mishnah is in fact Mashma, that even though the Nazir is not starting again, but he does need the hour on the third and seventh day, you see we're dealing with a type of Tumah which is corpse related. That must be that the Tumah of Eretz Amim is Mishim the Gush, that it might be an Amr our grave, it's not stam simply a tumma that the Rabbanan, you know, invented because someone is outside of Eretz Israel. So the Gemara defends Lola Bukhamishavir. Really, I could tell you that the Xayah the Tumma is because of the air, so it's just being outside of Eretz Israel. This that the Mishnah said that the sprinkling is required, it wasn't going on Eretz Am, it was going on the other things in the Mishnah. Mishnah had a whole long list of things that he doesn't start again. We were assuming that the the the, the uh, that fact that it said you're telling me for the week was going back on everything on the list, and we're saying really it does not. Really, Eretz Amim is not a din of corpse related to and you don't need Azah on the third and seventh day. It's just a stama din drabon and toma that's unrelated to corpse toma. But rather we say, rather we say that that line of the mission wasn't going back on everything. I think Mark brings evidence for this that the, the Mazda Shlishi Yishu wasn't going back and everything. It's reasonable that way. What did the Mishnah say? What if the Nazar didn't come in contact with the corpse, but he came in contact with the Kli that was in contact with the corpse? So in that scenario, if someone came in contact with one of those Kalim, do you think those Kalim are going to make the person require Hazal? There's no way that they would. Now, why is there no way that there is? So the simple shot is because the Kalim don't have the degree of Aviyah Satoma. They only they went down a degree when they touched the body. They became an Avatoma, and the person's only becoming a Rishon. So he's not going to require Hazar Shlishi The problem that Rishonim have is that what about the Din of Chayavari Kuchol? Din of Chayavari Kuchol says that it doesn't go down a degree of Tumma. If a sword uh, that, that, that came in contact with the dead body, for example, touches a person, he would become an Avatoma, and we would require Hazar Shlishi So what's bothering the Gemara? So some Rishonim prove from here that the Mishnah is Masha Chayavari Kuchol is only a metal, and the Mishnah was talking about all sort of Kalim. The other Rishonim who hold that is true for all sort of kalim, they have a much harder time. So they have to say that the case isn't really, the Gemara's proof isn't really from the case of kalim, but it's from the continuation of the Mishnah, from the case of the Mitzorah. These are not corpse related, so for sure there's no Mechatas or anything for the Mitzorah. So how could the Mishnah say, Must be it's not going back on the Mitzorah. That's obviously very forced, because the language of the Mishnah is Hani Kalim B'nei Hazan, you know, so it's Mashman that the proof is from the case of the Kalim. Al-Kampan of the Gemara has a proof from something in our Mishnah that not all of the Tumas spoken about in our Mishnah are going to require the Hazar Shlishi Yishvi. So add Eretz Amun to the list. El Shmami Nashara could just be going on the most of the cases, but not to the cases, the utensils. So so too, it doesn't have to refer to Eretz Amun. So in conclusion, what we'll stop here for today is that on Eretz Amun, the Gemara has a fundamental question. Is the Tumma from being outside of Israel unrelated to corpses, and therefore it doesn't require Tumma for a week of Shvi Yishvi? Or no, is it related that for the soil, that maybe there's a corpse in the ground, and therefore the Rabbanim or goes or him 
tomorrow for the entire week. That's enough kamina. And the lot enough kamina is the person is able to maintain a barrier between men and the soil. Would he theoretically be tar? Those are the questions that we're looking at that go that we're still in the middle of, 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 of trying to understand. But either way, Avada, the Nazir who goes outside of Eretz Yisrael, is not going to have to restart his count. That much is clear. Since it's only the Rabbanon and Tumah, the Rabbanon are not going to, are just saying he has to wait for the Tumah to pass, but he's not required to start all over.